0: This is a comical flop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> born actor. <laughs> Come on.
1: Maybe it's an English
0: American thing. It's not an English American thing. In London is NBA. In Africa is NBA. In China is NBA. But we'll, the
1: NBA, the nationwide basketball.
0: National Basketball Association. I'm not going to tell you again. Okay?
1: National Basketball Association. Okay? Thank you. In your opinion. So, you have a growing fan base who of basketball fans and, and an enormously passionate sports culture here in Britain as well.
0: How much passion is there really for the NBA over here? It has a huge global following, right? right? Or at least it's done pretty well in China, but it's struggled to make an impact in the UK. You
1: sound skeptical.
0: <laughs> um, but you see, because we're soccer fans, I right. shouldn't say that. I'll get smacked for saying that, but football fans here we, in the UK. We call it football, okay. but... Um... How I many springs? Does it doesn't have any springs in it. Well, how does it bounce then? It's air. There's air in the ball. Well, there's air in this room. How come this room ain't bouncing? Yo, man, don't play, I
1: hate you. It's because I was from the UK. Hello, and welcome to episode 75 of the Double Clutch podcast, giving you the best coverage of the NBA from a British fan's perspective. I am Matthew Wellington, your host. I'm joined today by the other Matt. We've got Matthew Bates. Hello, we're back. Yeah, we're back. We haven't had a show since uh, the 9th of May, according to our uh, our website, so we apologise for that. My internet is now fixed. I'm now rocking the uh, Virgin Media Premium Internet. It's, it's pretty fast. It's not as fast as it could be, but I am, I'm about, I don't know, three or four walls away from where the router is, so it causes all kinds of problems. But, um, I'm fighting through the storm at the moment. There's a massive thunderstorm going on above Norwich, because we've had lovely sunny weather all day, so, uh, I can't really complain.
0: No, we're, we're current, I think we're, we've got that pending. We've got that coming towards us up north in Sheffield. Up north. Up north. Beyond the wall! <laughs>
1: But we've got quite a lot to cover because obviously we haven't done a show in a while. Um, we're not going to do any of the last round. We're just going to focus on the draft lottery, which took place last night. And then we've got the first two game, uh, the first three games, sorry, of the conference finals to cover before the fourth one tips off tonight. So, um, let's go on with it, shall we? Should we start with the draft? Yeah. Draft lottery. Let's go for it. Uh, so the 2014 NBA draft, uh, the order is as followed. The first pick goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my sideshow bob impression <laughs> when he gets hit hit by a crane because it happens all the time. Whenever he gets hit by a rake, it just keeps on happening, and that's what the Cleveland Cavaliers have done. It's their third chance of the number one pick in four years, and we were but talking a bit. We were talking a bit before the show, and I don't think they deserve it. The basketball gods are trolling us right now.
1: Yeah, let's just hope they don't pick another Anthony Bennett this year.
0: No, let's hope they do. <laughs> you your lakers have got the seventh pick my Sixers have got the third pick surely we'd want them to make a botch of it again well, so what's, then... the cons- what, what's the consensus pick at the moment joel Embiid. joel Embiid for cleveland But i'm still i'm I still thought like wiggins was like top dog it's just that Embiid for cleveland
1: no no your boys want wiggins you want him to drop
0: yep, yep according yep. to
1: frankie you want him to drop yeah we do <laughs> um so somehow they managed to rake themselves into the first pick um there was uproar on Twitter, basically. Yeah. Everyone went mental. People were like, what the hell is going on? Um, the draft lottery, well, that lottery sorry, was live on BT Sports, so if you didn't watch it, then, uh, you missed out on some high caliber TV style
0: <laughs> drama that well, they the bought. <laughs> they had like 3.7% chance of getting it. Yeah, and then. they, and they it, got it. Just, I'm it's, like, I read it's a tie. T-
1: it's, uh, the, the tie, the Gilbert tie or whatever the hell it was they were wearing.
0: Uh, yeah, well, his son wasn't in this year for a change. Like he, so obviously he's not as good luck as we thought he was. But like, I read a stat on the Reddit today. Like the fact that they've got three picks in the in four years, it's like the chance of that happening is like Once, one in
1: one in eight
0: thousand. Yeah, I thought it was a bit more. It's something like one one in thirteen thousand or something ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh well, so it's just annoying. But it's they're so- gonna. But now I I think we're gonna say this once and once only, and I just want a yes or no. Will it with the number one pick, Kyrie Irving, will that bring LeBron back to Cleveland? No. Good good answer. Moving on.
1: um yeah number two was the milwaukee bucks they were the consensus to get number one weren't they didn't they have a 25 percent chance of getting the first yeah the
0: high yeah the highest percentage chance of getting it and and they missed they out s- despite the smiley face of that uh girl i can't remember her name uh she's the owner's
1: daughter i think yeah she caused a stir on twitter so she suddenly got twenty-four thousand followers out of nowhere are you one of them <laughs> no oh, right, okay okay <laughs> Um, the third pick went to the uh, Philadelphia seventy sixers. Joy and uproar from uh, Frankie Bates last night. Frankie yeah, Bates, good. Frankie
0: Hobbs, good. Good. <laughs> the same person for two people molded into one. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the best outcome, but it's not the worst outcome. And if this draft is supposed to be what everyone's saying it is, then we've got a future star, so that's fine. Yeah,
1: Doc looked uh, nice and cheerful.
0: Yeah, I was a bit. I thought it was a bit awkward seeing like you've got like the random ga- the new GM from. Like Cleveland there, and then you've got the, the owner's daughter. So it's like two people that no one knows, recognizes, or whatever. Yeah, and then you've got James, th- James Worthy and Julius Serving. Yeah, you've got Julius, <laughs> well, you had, at that point, you had Julius Irving standing in between them, and it was just like, ah, don't you think he, Dr. J has something, he thinks he probably had something better to do. Especially when, <laughs> I know we'll get, get onto it, but on the, t- when he, they had, when it, when it showed that the Pelicans were getting the tenth pick, which automatically means that the Sixers get it from that Drew Hollywood, uh, Drew Hol- Holiday trade from last year, he didn't understand. Yeah. It was really funny. He was looking around, like asking, "Like, is that Sixers? Is that the Sixers pick?" So <laughs> next next year, send Alan Iverson. Who <laughs> happens?
1: Yeah, see if he causes a stir. Yeah. Um The fourth pick went to the Orlando Magic,
0: which is annoying for them because they dropped out of the top three because of Cleveland, but. They've they've got a, they've got a, a lot bit of hate of, on the calves coming this year. For yeah, me, well, they've got. I'm sure like the Magic have got like a better like roster on paper than like the Bucks and the Sixers. So it's not the like, Magic
1: roster is really young bad. and talented. So
0: yeah, so it's not really that bad that they missed out on like a th- the third pick and got the fourth instead. Like as we said before, this should be a good player still left. Maybe Exum. I think he's the consensus number four. Yeah, they are gonna partner him with Oladipo. Yeah, sure. We need Frankie on for this <laughs> for the college
1: players because he just. Well, what does Frankie know? Like, you know, he got everything <laughs> wrong last year, didn't he? So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sixth pick went to the Boston Celtics, and the seventh went to the Lakers. So, two of the most historic franchises in the NBA going. uh What uh, you know, six and seven. I yeah. think I say one and two. That made no sense. <laughs> it's not a bad pick for the Lakers, I guess.
0: Well, it's just weird that they've actually got such a high pick because they never tend to have any picks. Yeah, the fact that these two are in the draft is a bit odd for the mm-hmm. last
1: like ten, fifteen years.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is which will be fun. You won't like last year. You just had no idea what was going. On. You just had no stock in the uh, draft, and this year you might actually have a bit of stock.
1: Yeah, I think the Lakers. I think Mitch and them lot were probably hoping for a lot higher, but you know they'll have to make do with what they've got. And the Celtics, they've just got so many draft picks. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I actually had a look at a graphic of where all the picks going out with the. They've got league. the seventeenth
1: in the first yeah. round, I think, because yeah. that's from Brooklyn. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know what they've got in the second round.
0: Well, yeah, Philadelphia have like five second round picks, four or five <laughs> second round picks.
1: You're just going to build a team of draft players.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Second rounders at that as well. You could you
1: could have a starting five of 2014 draftees. Easy.
0: <laughs> that's your task. Yeah. You. I'm sure we'll we'll probably do it, don't worry. Yeah, uh, number eight went to the Sacramento Kings or Queens. (laughs) Yeah, they, they, actually something ironic, they had a badge that said like power forward, which meant like power, power on forward. Like, the owner had the badge on. Oh, yeah. But really, what's funny about that is they just love power forwards. Like, they always (laughs) draft power forwards, so. Thomas Robinson. Yeah, so that's, (laughs) that's just funny, like, it's just ironic, like, they probably are gonna, draft a power forward again and just stockpile them again
1: uh number nine the charlotte hornets
0: yeah name change officially yeah i did say hornets i got it this was this was huge as well because because cleveland uh went up in the draft and that means that the uh charlotte hornets took over the detroit pistons pick so that's actually huge and they're the only playoff team that was that mate got a lot and yeah, they've already got a good nucleus. That obviously went to playoffs. I know it was in the east and the eight seed, but well, yeah. But Stan San Van Gundy, yeah, yeah, he's first, which which goes on to coaching you. Stan Van Gundy has taken over the Detroit Pistons <laughs> GM and lock GM and bench, which is a good pickup, especially We're bit, with Drummond. A bit late to that party. Yeah, but yeah, he must he must be pissed because now he can't really like he was thinking like, oh, I'm going to start this new job. I'll get a draft a good high draft pick and it's all just failed. <laughs> like a Josh Smith three pointer, it's just failed. It's
1: just not good in the first place.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Uh
1: number ten, the Philadelphia 76ers will go, but they got that pick from the Pelicans, I believe.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. uh I'm that could be a package for with fad for someone, you never know. But <laughs> yeah. Well I'm not starting them rumours out already. I'm not starting them, what am I on about? I'm not adding to them rumours cool well we'll fly through the next uh, bunch of picks let's just give you the order um,
1: 11 Denver 12 Orlando courtesy of the Knicks uh, 13 Minnesota 14 Phoenix 15 Atlanta 16 Chicago 17 Boston uh 18 Phoenix 19 Chicago 20 Toronto 21 Oklahoma City 22 Memphis 23 Utah 24 Charlotte again 25 Houston 26 Miami 27 Phoenix, 28 Clippers, uh, 29 Oklahoma, and 30 San Antonio.
0: Lovely jubbly. So San Antonio finishes it all off. Yes. Speaking of San Antonio. <gasps> Segway. We're, we're segue. We had a game last night. Well, yeah. Two nights ago. Two nights ago. You're getting confused as to what night's going on.
1: It's really weird at the moment, because like, we were so used to having basketball like every night, mm-hmm. that now there's like three days between what, the next Heat and Pacers game and There's been, there's been two days or a day between the Thunder and the Spurs. It's like, yeah, this is weird. Especially now because my internet's back and I, I (laughs) watched all the bloody games on BT Sport anyway. So I'm (laughs) not using League Pass, which is why I was peed off in the first place.
0: I don't have BT Sport, so it's fine by me. (laughs) I missed out on so many great games. (laughs) Oh dear. During
1: that week, my, uh, the two weeks, sorry, that my internet was, uh.
0: You could have watched them on your phone.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my, I could have watched them on my Galaxy. It's not quite the same as watching it on a 42-inch telly, is it? But
0: An NBA fan would go the distance. I just read all the
1: articles on Yahoo and read your tweets and people's tweets. and Watched highlights and stuff. Yeah, and watched bits like waiting for a YouTube video, like a five-minute YouTube video to buffer for like 20 minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, like being, it's like being back in the dial-up
1: days. Yeah, cause Maximilian did that awesome, um, Portland Trailblazers mix yeah. I had to watch. And like, I waited and waited for that to like load in HD cause I couldn't watch it in anything else.
0: <laughs> You're so snobby when it comes to the internet speed. But anyway.
1: <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about the game. So, um, the Spurs won the first game of the Western Conference Finals. They took the game 122 to 105 on their home court and they knocked off a Thunder team that was missing Sergio Park. Eh, Sergio, <laughs> Sergio Barker.
0: Yes, that's very true. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, very the very nice. loss, the loss for Sergio Bacca is absolutely tremendous for the Thunder. It's not good at all. They, it's such a massive, such a massive decline for them because they, Sergio Bacca, not only is he great on the defensive end and he's such a presence where like Tony Parker would be a bit scared going into lane if a was there, but he stretches the floor for the big guys. So like Thiago Splitter or Tim Duncan will have to come out with the paint when the Thunder are playing offence. So, yeah, it's a huge detriment to the team. Yeah, and early on in the uh, first quarter, I think it was, which is the the, the only quarter that
1: I managed to fully watch before I actually fell asleep at, like, 2.30 in the morning, um, Nick Collison was wide open in the corner, and, you know, Serge can usually hit that three, but Nick's not great at it. Nick can hit it, but he's not, you know, the quality of Serge Ibaka. So there was a couple of plays they ran during the first quarter that were, you know, were kind of designed for... Ibaka but he wasn't there so they had to make do with uh, Collison and Perkins in the paint instead
0: yeah and the, the Spurs just like as I said lit it up because there wasn't any presence they had so many so many chances at the rim that they made Tony Parker was going like pretty crazy in the first well Duncan in the first quarter yeah <laughs> I think 12, of his, 12 of his 27 points in the first quarter and it was just easy like Kendrick Perkins can only do so much and Nick same with Nick Collison they're not as athletic as um Serge Ibaka, so they can't really like beat Tim Duncan with their athleticism on the defensive end. But I think there's going to have to be changes to the, this Thunder team, and I hope Scott Brooks can actually do that. How good is Kawhi Leonard? Oh, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, he's just... Well, he's the future for the Spurs after this big free. SOS. Him and Danny Green, I think, are the future for the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. He just... Danny Green knows the finals are coming, so he's just like... Weapon is wet, wetting his appetite with threes <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say there. Like, he'll do nothing for like the regular season and then he'll just start exploding when the thi- finals are just like round the corner. Yeah,
1: four for five from downtown on the night, which is a, another great stat for him. And that he went off in the finals last year against the Heat, didn't he? So, yeah, we could see it all again. But Kawhi Leonard's just, I don't know, there's something about him. He's so athletic. He gets in your face. He's so quick. He gets up and down the court. Um, he's, he's a good sort of, Rebounding presence—he's in there. He's always getting steals. He's always getting blocks. He's forcing turnovers. He just causes complete havoc. It's really—it's kind of what they need, to be honest. Because obviously they have to counteract the fact that Timmy e. D and Tony Parker are getting a bit are getting on a bit. Um Splitter's never going to run the court like you know you'd expect him to. So I think Kawhi is sort of like the perfect enigma player for them, really. And then you've got Danny Green who can just sit out and nail those wide
0: open threes when he gets
1: them because he will get them.
0: And Paddy thr- Patty Thrills as well. He's got he's unconscious at the moment. He just like he he's got a little bit of Lance Stevenson in. Sometimes when I watch him and he sh- shoots like these fadeaway threes and stuff like that, I'm like, oh my god, if this lo- if this doesn't go in, Popovich is going to absolutely irate. <laughs> he's going to be on the bench for like we're not going to see him in the rest of the game. And then goes in, and I still expect Pop to like. Pull him out and have a go at him, but he, I don't know. I think he's got a bit of more comf- confidence in him now. But yeah, Paddy Mills has been pretty good. He's very like Tony Parker light. Like you can see a lot of Tony Parker in Paddy Mills.
1: Well, he's bound to learn something, isn't he? Playing yeah. behind him, so he's averaging decent minutes as well throughout the playoffs. So it's nice to see, you know, well two Aussies in fact actually getting on the court and playing some time.
0: Because yeah. yeah, Aaron
1: Baines of- has been playing as well,
0: hasn't he? Yeah, Bainesy. Um, but what do you think that the Thunder have to do to, like, actually make this a really, like, either win this series or at least take it to six or seven games?
1: I think you've got to take Nick Collison out of the starting five for a start. Like, I don't think, don't get me wrong, he's a great veteran presence and he's, you know, you heard during the Kevin Durant MVP speech how much he means to the team, but I think you've just got to put Durant, you know, maybe play Durant at the four and, Have a fiddle with that, that backcourt. I don't know if you, if you'd play Jamie Lamb or Reggie Jackson or, you know, possibly Caron Butler, but I think you've gotta, you've gotta find something to fill that gap because I think that's the one spot where they need to be as solid as anything. Because if you're not solid in that power four position during this game against the Spurs, then Tim Duncan's just gonna kill you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mental that Tony, that uh, Tim Duncan's only playing like 29 minutes in the playoffs. Like he's actually resting in a game one of the series. Which like is just is exactly what the the Spurs want because obviously he is older than that and he can be fresher for game two. But I I don't know about the going small against the Thunder. I know they'll obviously on the offensive end they can actually make the Spurs run and outlast them athletically. But when it comes to the defensive end, I just don't think that's. I think I think it will be too lopsided on the defensive end. They don't really have any. They don't really have a lockdown defender
1: though. The Thunder, I don't think you can say.
0: No, no. I think well, Westbrook came into the league like being like a. He was supposed to be like a, def- a defensive present, like a really good defensive <laughs> guy. Instead, yeah, he he's jacking up twenty-one <laughs> shots and scoring nine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Cep- Cephalus is a bit of a, a, a good defender, like on the on the perimeter. He's but the that's best a- defender on that team, I think. But or best he, perimeter that, defender. That'll take like Len- just like, like Leonard out the game, and then they've got what Tony Parker. How are you going to stop Tony Parker? You want to see Perry Jones, don't you? That's what it is. Perry Jones the third. I'm more of a Jeremy Lamb guy myself. <laughs> but I think the only way that they can really win, like consistently in this series, is if Durant and Westbrook just go crazy. Could you not play Seth
1: at small forward and put Durant at four and then Lamb starts at shooting guard?
0: I I think you'd prefer to start Reggie Jackson at shooting guard.
1: What? Because the way he's been playing recently,
0: or the way he's playing. He's he's a better if because that just seems like they're going full on offense there. They're not really that bold about defense. So you? why you'd prefer to put Reggie Jackson in because he's more of an offensive threat than uh, Thabo?
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see the tactics. Like it seems like the the Thunder went to outscore them mm-hmm. from like the very first quarter. Like the fact when I was watching that first quarter, I was just like the pace of this game is unreal. Like the Thunder were pushing it every time they had a chance to push it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, they, I guess they do have to do in some stretches and that, but they, I think they should just, like, go big or go small. I don't really think they should ever play, like, the middle game. What about starting Stephen extra Adams? Runs. I think he'd be a bit better than, it depends who you'd you're starting for, like, Perkins or Collison. I think if you have the two white boys up front, I think that'd probably be better <laughs> than starting with Perkins. Because <laughs> at I mean, the moment, Stephen Adams is just pretty, like, a more athletic, Kendrick Perkins. He pisses people off as well. Yeah, but you, the, the Spurs well, are un- Piss off the Spurs is a different matter. Yeah, the Spurs are unpiss offable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cannot while Tim Duncan. No, so, I think that's- I think Stephen Adams in that sense is not gonna be a factor this series. Mm, is, but if it- But if it was against the Heat or someone, I think it would be very easy. Do you think this is maybe
1: highlighting the weakness in the Thunder bench? Uh,
0: yeah, it hasn't really- I think- this hasn't been talked about as much because Reggie Jackson has played well this series, and Steven Adams has been—he's got a lot of—I don't know—he's got a lot more of attention than anyone think they would. But that Jeremy Lamb and Perry Jones—that trade just keeps—I don't know—every time that they play, and the bench doesn't perform, it just bites them in the bites them in the ass, really. That Harden deal—we could see Hasim Thabeet in the playoffs. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Fisher, though, however, <laughs> he loves the San Antonio. Court. He's, still oh, yeah, he he's, still he's still making shots. He's still making shots on that court. However old he is, he's still making shots. Like sixteen points, sixteen points, sixteen points and forty-nine years old in twenty-five minutes. It's not bad. Not bad for D.
1: Fish. <laughs>
0: Coach D. Fish, I think it's suited
1: to be by the sounds of everything.
0: Yep, for your Laker boys.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Nick. Let's see where he goes <laughs> for the Knicks.
0: Yeah, for Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson wants
1: Jackson. Yeah, just because then Phil can actually have an influence on the uh, team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that's, a puppet. That's the only reason, basically. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, Western Conference. I think those two play tonight, don't they? They do.
0: Yeah, I th- I think the Thunder might. I think it will be closer this this game. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what Scott Brooks does because Scott Brooks
1: seems to make better adjustments like in the middle of a game. Yeah. anything else so it would be interesting to see what happens but you know you're coaching against Greg Popovich so not the easiest you, task no you're always going to struggle <laughs> but like I said on the podcast before I think we've had the we've had the coaches match up already which was uh, Rick Carlisle versus Greg Popovich I think
0: and then yeah. Doc versus Doc versus fun, well no Scott Brooks he just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Scott don't Brooks, know, well, funny. he just,
1: I don't know. <laughs> they
0: won the series. Yeah, they won the series. Um, the Clippers
1: out. Yeah. You shocked?
0: No, I thought the Thunder were going to win it.
1: Yeah. I, I, my picks are all actually looking alright now that my, uh, my predictions. They were looking awful at one point during the
0: playoffs. Yeah. I think I've got like Chicago in the Western, Co- in the Eastern Conference finals, so. What was yours?
1: Yours was Spurs versus the Thunder. And Chicago versus Miami.
0: Yeah, well, the letters are the better. <laughs> they got that one wrong. As long as I get the winner out of it, I'm not bothered.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we all picked Houston to beat Portland, so yeah. we're all wrong there. But most of the other ones are all, all right. I think Andy picked the Hawks to upset the Pacers, so he came close.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is not too bad. Good shout. Not shabby. Um In the Eastern Conference, the Pacers took on the Miami Heat, so it's the first and second seeds in the... Eastern Conference obviously the Pacers have, have have worked all season for home court advantage and they have come right at the perfect point. Um they won the first game 107-96 and they pretty much battered the Heat from the word go. I don't think they they were ever behind, were they?
0: No, and every time that the Heat tried to like they close close the gap in like the third quarter to like nine points, I was like I I was just ready for the Heat to be like right this is it. I just thought they were going to overtake the game, but no the Pacers stayed strong and ended up winning the game which was... I had a bit of money on the heat to win, so I'm not very happy about that, but oh well.
1: Yeah, double digit scoring from all of your starters, which is what you want. They all played a lot of minutes, but when your bench is as weak as theirs is, then you kind of need that. Um, I thought they got really good production from, um, Watson off the bench.
0: Yeah. Well, he, the thing, the thing at the start of the, uh, the, the game was the pacers were getting so many easy open three point shots. And that was due to the presence of Roy Hibbert and how he's actually like, Started playing basketball again. <laughs> he went like, fishing. He suddenly knows how to play
1: basketball again.
0: Found it in the bottom of the ocean. But the thing, with, oh, <laughs> the, th- the thing with that is, is that like Hibbert demands on this Miami team, they haven't really got the best big men defensively. Like they've got Chris Anderson, who's all right, and Bosh isn't really that strong compared to Hibbert. So when Hibbert gets the ball in the low block, someone's going to come and double him. And that'll just leave open shooters and the staggering defense of Miami Heat. So that's why they had so many open, open threes. And I think they, I know, I don't really want to go over to game two straight away, but I think they stopped doing that quite a lot in game two. So that's what stopped the, like, Paul George and, uh, George Hill having a good game like they did in game one from behind the three point arc. Well, obviously the three throw line
1: was massive for the paces in game one. But for me, when you look at it, if you look at the stats and the way the game went, the rebounds. Yeah, the paces was ridiculous. I mean, you had uh, no, you know, had you had you had at least two rebounds for throughout all of your five starters. Whereas if you compare that to the Miami Heat, I think the only one who got in double digits was LeBron James. And you know, they Miami needed better from Chris Bosh, and his shooting was poor. He didn't hit a single three that game, and he's become that sort of forward who's designed to stretch the floor and to hit wide open threes, and he hasn't done it in that first game. And it'll be it's interesting to see what happened in game two, but. A massive win for the Pacers, really. After all the criticism they had, because this just looked like, you know, I put on my Twitter feed when the game was on. They're built to beat Miami, so yeah.
0: they've got what
1: they wanted, really, and now they just need to execute.
0: Yeah, they are built to beat Miami. Miami and going to your rebounding, uh, start there. That is the Heat's biggest. That's their biggest like con. That's like how yeah. that's their worst. That's their disadvantage. They just don't rebound the ball, especially and especially when they come up to big teams like. The paces with Mahimi, Hibbert, West, they're just gonna get out muscled.
1: Yeah, and even like Lewis Scholar, who was such an underrated piece for them that in the summer, you know, they're having an impact in the series already, so it's good to see. But, um, Greg Oden, he didn't play. No. There's rumours, there's issues going on in the back room. Um, oh dear. a bit interesting, to, to say the least. Spo did not want to make a comment on it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's a, the- the, the biggest concern for the Heat, really, without Odom, because I know it sounds staff but they've got this far without him, and they had him. They didn't really have him last year, and he hasn't really shown much this year. Like, obviously, because he's only can only play like two games and two games in a row, and then has to go out for a month and stuff. So he's not really got any rhythm. So I think bringing him in wouldn't be that good. Wouldn't be that great. And he got absolutely dominated against Hibbert when they actually played. Yeah. Sure. So I don't think it will be. Such, I don't think they should like. Not missing the size. <laughs> no, I don't really think they should activate him. Right, they're, they're waiting for that moment where they can stick him in in the finals to have some sort of an impact. Yeah.
1: Which is going to be interesting to see what happens, see who they actually end up playing. But, um, you know, game two took place on Tuesday. That was last night. Yeah. Um, uh, Miami won this one. I think everybody expected this. They won the game 87-83. Um, they were behind after the first quarter, but by, by half time they were in front and, you know, it was plain sailing from then on really for Miami.
0: Yeah, they 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 did a lot of things that they didn't do well in the first game, and but one of them was still Chris Bosh, only nine points, six rebounds. You, I I expect him to go to have a big game when they're back at home. Yeah, and it was like a few years ago when when he came alive is when they like started turn around that Boston and that Indiana series.
1: I think the impact in this game was Norris Cole when he came on. He looked great. He was causing all kinds of problems for, um, the paces on defense. And then Chris Anderson just came out of nowhere with 12 rebounds. That's the sort of impact they need from the guys coming off the bench. Cause you've had Ray Allen in this, in, you know, series in the playoffs so far hitting big shots and coming on and making big moments. Chris Anderson's not going to do that. So he's going to have to come on and grab your rebounds and block the ball and cause, you know, chaos in the paint. And that's what he did last night. And it was great to see. I think Paul George kind of struggled to get in rhythm throughout the whole game i think yeah. lebron was all over him for most of the game so you know when you finish with 14 points and lebron finishes with 22 you, you you've got a yeah. bit of an issue
0: he has he has suffered a, a concussion however though that nasty fall where wade like tripped over him and banged and like hit his head into the floor
1: oh yeah and there was a video of him on the sideline and yeah he's looks like he's completely out of it and all of yeah. his teammates are just having a laugh
0: Well, yeah, the whole thing is like because of concussions in like the NFL, the NBA had to like take notice of it. And what's supposed to happen is he's supposed to like come out the game. If something like that happens to a player, they're supposed to come out the game, go into a back room and like answer some like protocol questions to see how bad it is and that. And the guy, they didn't take him out the game. They just like asked him on the bench these questions. So when you've got like 22,000 people going mental, (laughs) how you're not going to be in the, no, no. I just don't think it's a fair test. In he, he did look out of it. Like
1: he genuinely looked like he'd done something.
0: But the thing is, he's never gonna. He's never gonna be like, yeah, I can't play. No player's gonna ever be. Oh like no, that. not in a not in a conference finals. So good for him. But you don't you don't want to take that risk if it's a bit more serious. Like just in case. But he has got a concussion, and that means that they've got like a 24 hour. He's not allowed to re- uh, participate in any like training or anything like that. He's just got to, like, chill for a bit, and then they reassess him. Well, they're right? okay. I, they've got three days off. So. Yeah, they've got three days off, so it's fine. Uh But I know you we were just talking about... Uh, you you mentioned Ray Allen. Ray Allen, is defense is atrocious. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Like, Lance Stevenson had a really good game last night. He was attacking the it, rim. It, it's not James Harden
1: level. I don't know. Watch oh, like it. a gif of... You need to go up on YouTube and make one of those YouTube videos of every oh, time somebody passes it. him.
0: As soon as, yeah, as soon as, like, his defender has, his, uh, the person he's defending has the ball, it's literally Matador. They'll just let him, he just lets them right by. Oh, it's horrendous. Like, he tries to do the right thing, but ends up doing the wrong thing. Like, he tries, like, they'll be on the corner, Lance Stevenson will have the ball in the corner, and obviously you're supposed to, like, make him not go into the middle, you're supposed to take him to the baseline, so, like, you use the baseline as a secondary defender to trap. He just like starts off like trying to take him to the baseline and then like one not even like a crossover, just like a change of direction and Alan's gone. He yeah, he starts really to funnel bad. the
1: opposite the, the opposite player and then kind of forgets what he's doing midway through. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really bad. Maybe he's just getting on a bit, man.
0: Well yeah. he, is, tem- he tem- is.
1: temporary memory loss and all that, you know. Jesus Shuttleworth can't be perfect forever. No, he can't. But, I don't know, <laughs> it's
0: just it's just bad. It just really frustrates me.
1: Well, Roy Hibbert Has returned to form. I think it's safe to say. I mean, he had a double double in this game. So,
0: are we we done bashing on Roy from now on? Yeah, I I think so. I think he's
1: justified himself.
0: But the thing is, we will bash him if they don't win the if they don't win the series, and he has a game where he does struggle. Then I can imagine like the the bashing continuing. Whose shoulders?
1: This is an interesting one for me. Like, whose shoulders is this? series on for the Pacers, because... Chris Copeland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'd I probably say Paul George, because everyone... Because David wants...
1: West has been superb. Roy Hibbert has been really good throughout the series so far. Stevenson's just a firecracker. You never really know what you're going to get. George Hill is, well, I don't know, mediocre, to say the least. And Paul George was an MVP candidate at the start of the season and has kind of disappeared in the playoffs.
0: I think it does fall on Paul George, because... We're all, we all thought we were going to watch him make the jump from like, like all star to superstar this year. Yeah. And he definitely started off like that. And then obviously he started deteriorating. And now if he starts, cause he's been good the first like two rounds. He was very, he was like the best player offensively and defensively for the Indiana Pacers. And now if he just like, if it comes to the conference finals where they finally got the heat and then he doesn't perform well, I think the, unfairly the blame will be on him.
1: Yeah, I think because of the way he started the season, there's probably a bit too much expectations on top of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
1: I fully agree. But 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 Miami just did what everyone expected them, really. They came out, they made the adjustments, they locked down, they were better on the, they were better rebounding the ball, they were better from the free throw line, they were better from everything, basically.
0: So from all this season, regular season, the pace is saying how they Want home court advantage against the Heat and blah, blah, blah. They want the Game 7 in their house. Well, they've just blown it. (laughs) They've just blown the home court advantage. Oh, well. But then again, they only have to take one in Miami to regain it. So, yeah, not not the easiest thing. But it's also, the Heat are beatable. Especially against this Indiana team. As You've always got that
1: extra man if you're playing at home in front of the Pacer fans as well. Because they're good fans. The Miami Heat fans, they're not good. No. They are very, very bad. Turning up late to, you know, finals games, semi-finals games, and finals games, and walking out and stuff is just—it's not on. It is not on. It's not acceptable.
0: It's ridiculous. I just thought I'd get that out of the way. That's no. It needed to be said once again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Kevin Love. K. Love. Kevin Love has come out and said that he is—he doesn't want to play in Minnesota next year. Trade me. Trade me now uh Troy Hudson he played there <laughs> for quite a bit he he was I used to like him um I liked his hair and once he got in a fight and it was great um but no Kevin Love is open is open to any possibilities I think he should go east because then he can definitely make the playoffs which he keeps missing out on and I think Chicago is the consensus pick which I kind of like
1: yeah, that could be really interesting. See but, it's, but it's
0: what you'd give. It's what you give up. So, like, you probably have to give up like Taj, to- and like Butler, and maybe like a, pit, a draft pick. Surely the teams with higher draft picks have got more
1: leverage now, because obviously my, the, yeah. the, the Wolves will want something back. So, if you're guaranteed a supposed star from one to ten in this draft, then surely one of those teams is going to have an advantage.
0: Yeah, and I read an article on a Sixers site about like the possibility of Love coming to the Sixers. No, thank you. Like he's a gr- he's a great player. I think he's top three power forwards, but it's just not in our game plan. I don't think to sign a big age, a big free, a- big name free agent just yet.
1: Yeah, it could be a really interesting fit in Charlotte, but obviously you've got Al Jefferson there. So unless you move Al to the five, then...
0: or back to Minnesota.
1: Because he did play for Minnesota. Yeah, you could, I guess. I don't know if he'd want to.
0: (laughs) What about Orlando? I I think he'd want to go to a developed team, and they're underdeveloped, like the Sixers, like the Bulls. So for you, it is the Bulls. The Bulls, yeah, or the Suns. The Bulls. Or the Suns. But then again, he's only got one year left, so you have to like make sure that he re-signs, because you could like give up your future for one year of Kevin Love.
1: Well, there was loads of stuff coming out that Daryl Morey was trying to pursue him in Houston, so, you know... Yeah. you're going after Melo and Love and then anybody else you
0: know do you they all go, go after, after everyone do
1: you want to go after Michael Jordan while you're at it might be <laughs> worth it
0: not, no because he does managerial he just is a manager now and he's not alright Carl Malone get him a ring <laughs> <laughs> get John Stockton back
1: <laughs> we'll reunite them and they can play alongside James Harden who can't play defense and Dwight Howard who you know does m- play defense does play defense
0: do you know who else hasn't won a ring, ring? you Troy Hudson.
1: I was <laughs> wondering. I knew that was coming.
0: Um,
1: the hashtag NBN UK has been used loads recently, so we just want to thank everybody for using that again. Um, just going to reiterate what, so what we've been saying really. Um, Casey Bell at Casey Bell, uh, Mate Bell. Sergio Barker out for the rest of the season is huge. Fancy San Antonio to see them off relatively comfortably now. Yep. Um, Glyn Brooks, it's bad news for Serge and OKC. Well, that's obvious, but it's also bad news for the NBA in general. Let's go, Stephen Adams. (laughs) Um, OKC have to steal home court in Texas. That's from Bry.
0: That's not easy.
1: No, really not easy. Um, Gary White put, I'm loving these Sunday 8.30pm games.
0: Really? Oh, right, oh, right, yeah. Really? Our time, no, it's just that every, like, I think all the conference finals are at 830 american time now i thought he was talking about that i was like why are you loving a half one start but no, I he,
1: he means eight thirty p.m uk time yeah but there's no more that's like the only one that's the last one of the season yeah um smedham 07 Nicky french great game by the pacers back to sharing the ball and the finals have fi- uh, the conference finals have finally begun um atif chowdhury at, T- at Uh calves didn't deserve the first pick who would want a te- who would want to play for a team that fires the same coach, not once, but twice?
0: Uh, not me. Well, <laughs> actually, I would like to play for them, but, you know. Uh, Neil
1: Donahue, 33% chance of a top pick, and it goes to the team with a 1.7 chance. The lottery hates us, as always. Hashtag Celtics, hashtag NBA in the UK.
0: Oh, the Celtics weren't ever gonna win that, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well. And, uh, that's, that's, it's just nice to see people using the, you know, we've got some good conversation going on. You were using it as well, because you were talking about somebody who had... uh, written some things, but the consensus is coming that
0: Dante Exum is huge for a point guard, apparently. Um, by the way, that's not just someone, that's Jonathan Abrams for Grantland, and his articles are incredible. All right, well,
1: there's your shout-out. <laughs>
0: uh, he did tweet me back and said thank you. I noticed, I saw that.
1: <laughs> Got my shout-out. Oh, well, it's nice to see the Charlotte Horlitz are back in the NBA, so yeah. hopefully we're back with uh, regular appearance for the next few weeks now.
0: Hopefully Thursday.
1: Yeah, until we figure out what we're going to do for the off-season. I know we've got that, that blooming Aussie ashes thing that you, you and Frankie you want to do against the Believe the Hype guys, so...
0: We want them. We'll, we'll have, have them. We'll have, have them.
1: To, we'll have to get that thing sorted, I guess.
0: Yeah, you bet it. Well, you, you're you the quiz master.
1: I'm the quiz master.
0: God, Apart on. from me and Frankie, I have to come up with uh, British questions. Yeah, so uh, you need to sort your questions out. <laughs> Just as much okay. as I need to
1: sort out the whole questions. That's fine. You need to arrange a date and set a time as well. Yep. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Double Clutch UK. You can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash DoubleClutchPodcast. Uh, please review us on iTunes. We like our iTunes reviews. Check out the Hall of Fame 2000. We will be bringing you some more entries very soon. I imagine that's going to get overcrowded
0: during the off-season. Submit yours. Yeah. I'll make your case for it.
1: Yeah, good idea. Let's get some, let's get some tweets in or some emails in, uh, admin at doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk, uh, email in your Hall of Fame entries and why you'd put them in there. You know, if it's an event, a player, whatever, just, just get it in and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll pick it, we'll pick it and put it in there. We've got quite a few things in there at the moment. So it's just a nice little unique thing for us to have, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was anyway, a good idea. Yeah, anyway, we will catch you some point during the week. Enjoy the final the conference finals games. Hopefully, we're going to see some long series because I don't really want any sweeps in this
0: round. It's impossible for the Heat one because it's 1-1, but hopefully Oklahoma can get a win so we don't have a sweep.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, we'll catch you some point during the week, guys.
0: Bye-bye. Hi, it's Peter Vesey. You're listening to Double Clutch Podcast. Don't believe anything these guys say.